How's it going, party people? I am Edgar Traves, and welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. Now, today on the show, my co-host will be a lechuga, and the subject for today will be the fight card UFC 275 with champion Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Prochaska being the main event. Now, if you like fight talk or even movie talk, make sure you head on over to our website, theflowrollpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and a store where you can buy some merchandise and support the podcast. I am so excited for this fight card, man. I think it's going to be a banger. But I guess we'll find out this June 11th. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now on with the show. Well, that could be your thing. You can be the odds guy. Oh, dude. I'm thinking, okay, well, let's let's start and then I'll, I'll tell you what I would like to do um, okay. in terms of pissing away my money but because <laughs> i like doing that apparently uh <laughs> welcome to another episode of the floral podcast i am edgar otra vez and today on the show we have lechuga and we're going to be doing a lead-up show to the, the ufc 275 fight card coming this saturday so starting from the top uh, with the main event, Glover Teixeira versus Jiri Prochaska. 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 You see, the funny thing is, is that I was like watching a bunch of shit and I've heard this name all day. And I was like, I got it. I got it. I'm going to nail it when we get to the show. <laughs> and, I, and I still fuck it up. Anyway. I can't wait for you to try and say Joanna's last name. Oh, dude, Yonjechek, whatever, man. <laughs> I just call her Joanna. Jo Joanna, she's yeah. awesome. I love her. I can't wait for her to look like an alien again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, like going back to Glover. So uh, the odds are, you know, Glover is a plus 170 and uh, Jiri is a minus 200. So mm -hmm. Jiri is the favorite to win which i find interesting you know i, I think he's got the tools he seems explosive he's yes. kind of uh you know he's got long reach he's all over the place he's he can't predict some of his movements it almost seems like he doesn't know what he's going to do when he fights mm -hmm. uh he, he's an interesting cat what, what are your thoughts on that fight yeah yuri is a really interesting guy man he <laughs> he's like obsessed with like samurai culture and stuff and he he like tries to live his life like if he was a samurai nice uh he's got that crazy top knot where he <laughs> shaves all his head and then he's got like a braid sticking straight up uh, he looks like um oh god remember that video game pikmin where it was just like a bunch of little characters like a leaf growing out of their head oh yeah 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 yeah. i remember that yeah so just <laughs> think of like the most badass version of that <laughs> the giant pikmin <laughs> yeah that that's yuri man Dude, that 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 dude, that makes sense because I saw a bunch of shit where he's like walking around with like a samurai t-shirt. Yeah. And he's like talking about all this like uh what is this the, the art of war. He is out there, man. I had you know, I didn't really pick up on that. I didn't realize that. So that makes sense because yeah. you know, all that shit strung together. Now they oh fuck, why didn't yeah. I pick that up? He's obsessed with that stuff and he'll like disappear off into the wilderness for a while. Like you know, he's just He's out there and he's really into like Zen and philosophy. And like you said, the art of war, all that stuff. He lives his life by like a samurai code. Um, yeah, he's a, he's an interesting guy. Yeah. And 
this fight is kind of like um if Yuri is is to win it'd be kind of like the changing of the guard like the handing over of the baton because uh-huh. he's he's only 29 he is easily the most exciting guy in that entire weight class super explosive puts on hell of every fight he's in is just crazy crazy shit happens whether it's him getting rocked and then somehow getting back up and knocking the other guy out every one of his fights is just a bunch of highlights and then you have glover on the other side who's 42 years old uh i believe he has the record for the longest time between your debut and becoming a champion wow Um, yeah he's at 20 years now of experience as a professional fighter um yeah two very different styles too yeah because glover is a very basic I, I and i mean that in a good way like his his he's very rudimentary like all his all this stuff is is very simple you know whereas you know yuri is a little more exciting he's a, you yeah know, he's a little more unpredictable uh, a little more a little less conventional what would you say is the road to success for your favorite fighter to win that particular fight a yuri versus glover yeah Oh, it's easy for Glover, man. He just has to get it to the ground. If, if Glover can get this to the ground, then I think he'll win, actually. Yeah. If this stays standing up, then Yuri's going to win. Yeah. Um, well, if this goes more than three rounds, I think Glover can win, actually. Hmm. So if, if Yuri's to win this fight, it'll be some point in the first two rounds, and it's going to be standing up. Yeah. Yeah, man. Everything Yuri does is just pure explosion. It, it's wild. So it's going to come down to whether Glover makes a mistake and leaves his chin out there. You know, that's a good point because has Yuri ever been in championship rounds before? No. So this is where Glover can put him. He put him, you put him in the fourth, mm-hmm. fifth round, you know, especially with all his wackiness and his explosivity and stuff like that. That stuff is going to start to teeter off at the end there. He's going to lose some of that steam. And plus, you put him in deep waters, you really put the pressure on him. Yeah, you can drown him in the, in the fourth and fifth round. That's, that's, yeah. the, that's the plan. The, the funny thing about what you say in terms of taking him down to the ground, I agree 100%. Although, Yuri seems to have some pretty good ground and pound. He so, does. So, mm-hmm. rather than uh, doing something where you get him to the ground and end up on the bottom, you want to make sure you end up on the top with this guy. Uh, you don't want to go, you don't want to like you know, pull guard or something weird. Not that you would, but you don't want to pull them to the, to the ground in the hopes that you'll sweep them and end up on top. Well, yeah, that's, that's actually something Glover does do. Yeah. It'd be interesting if he tries that against Yuri. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. I think he's going to eat a bunch of knuckle sandwiches. I think, I think, <laughs> I, I think the, the thing to do is to take them down, make sure you end up on top. If not, get the fuck out of there, you know, bail, mm-hmm. you know, and then continue, continue with your, with, with some of the basic boxing and wear him down. Some of the things that I saw in terms of the studies on Yuri's style is that he cuts a lot of angles and Glover seems to be more of a straight on guy. Yeah. You know, if uh, that could be problematic, I think for Glover, you know, if he can't predict where he can, where he can push this guy and put him up against the cage, then he's going to have to, he's going to have to take him to the ground and he's got to make sure he gets on top. So yeah, I, I would say 100%. I agree. He's going to have to rely on the jujitsu uh, mm-hmm. in the in the beginning rounds. I think especially at least at least make it apparent that the threat of the of the takedown is there. I mean, Glover Teixeira is one of the most durable fighters probably of all time in the UFC. Um, 
he's been in some wars and he doesn't back down. He will be there. If it gets to five rounds, when that bell rings, he will be there ready at the center of the octagon. We don't know that about Jiri. Um, The other thing with Jiri is he wants to be exciting. He wants his fights to be exciting. So what that turns into sometimes is he gets really cocky and he puts his chin out there. He tries to bait the other guy into coming in, taking a swing at him, and he's been caught. We've seen him get caught by the other dude and he's really cocky and he thinks his chin is made of, you know, steel. So he's not scared to take that damage. <laughs> Glover has a really good uppercut. It's, yeah. It looks kind of wacky and sloppy, but if he catches Yuri, I could see him knocking out Yuri. If Yuri does this, he puts his chin out, you know, kind of like an Anderson Silva thing. Where yeah. He's got this hands down and putting the chin out. A little showboating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Yuri definitely does that. He showboats a bit. He tries to like, Go for the fireworks, you know? Yeah. I mean, as cool as that is sometimes, sometimes it, it, it is a, a little fucking annoying. But, yeah. um, dude, I, I'm cheering for Glover, man. I want Glover. I have too, man. Yeah. I want Glover to go out there and kick the fuck out of this uh, young buck. You know? All <laughs> those old guys. Go out there and kick this kid's ass. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh, I think I think Glover has the, has the chops to win. I think he can win this. I mean, uh, that's why the odds are so close, right? But... I mean, you know, the threat is real, though. I mean, that kid is dangerous. He's got he can he yeah. can knock you out. You know, I don't know if Glover's ever been knocked out, but you know what's interesting is so Glover's coming in with all the experience. He's the wily veteran. You know, like again, he's forty two years old. We got to yeah. repeat that as many times as possible because it's crazy that he's doing this. It is awesome. Um, we saw when he beat John Blahovich for the championship which was really unexpected. John was the heavy favorite going into that fight. And John is also explosive. He's got power in his hands, but he's also really talented on the ground. And Glover just dominated on the ground. Mm. And if you were looking at John Blahovich and Yuri, John is much better on the ground than Yuri is. And Glover just, just dominated. He just got on top and John had no answer to that. So... If we see a repeat of that, I think he will finish Yuri pretty quick, actually. If he gets Yuri's back, I think this is over. Oh, if he gets him on the ground and he dominates on the ground where he's in the in the superior position where he's on top or mm-hmm. he's, he's got the back, dude is toast. I would like to think that's the case. So, like, what I would like to do is make, like, a little parlay. Glover, <laughs> Glover would be part of that parlay. Like, he would be. Wow. Yeah, he would be on that winning side of the parlay. I would do a parlay of the top three, and I'll, as we get to the other ones, we'll we'll talk about what what the rest of the parlay is. But I would put a hundred bucks, do a three way parlay, and put Glover at, as one of those parlays. I don't know how he would win. I would like to think it would be jujitsu because, yeah, I like jujitsu. But I also like a good knockout because yeah, I like I like boxing too. I like kickboxing. I like all that shit. I like it all. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I would like a really good submission. You know, a really, really good submission would be good. Something, something sweet, you know? Yeah, something. if I was going to bet, I would bet Glover by submission. Wow. I wonder what the odds are on that. I don't know, but I bet they're crazy. I bet it's like fucking something bananas. Because like, if yeah. he's going to win by submission, it would have to be in the early rounds. Because once they start getting sweaty, man, it's it gets fucking, hard. It gets yeah. really, really difficult. You know? <sighs> Who knows, man? This I, It's kind of a toss-up for me. Because in the same regard, Yuri's got so much like, TNT in those fucking fists of his mm-hmm. and Glover's got 20 some odd years worth of damage he's taken to that chin so 
and Glover's hittable. Like people land shots on him. He just is somehow keeps coming. Yeah. Who knows, man, if Yuri lands something big on him in those first two rounds, it, the dude is 42. <laughs> like, I don't know. How much more can that guy take? I don't know, man. But, uh, you know, if he's, if he's fighting at 42, dude's got good genetics. Yeah, you know? it's true. It's he's wild. Got, that, that's one piece. Plus, like, forgive me, Glover. I'm a big fan. But dude looks like an old man. You see him throwing punches? <laughs> he looks like an old man. Like, yeah. like, but I love it. I love it. I love the old man throwing in there, fucking throwing bombs. Like, fuck yes. Go in there. Go in there and show the fucking kids what's up. You know, yeah, he walks a little, you know, a little stiff, you know, when he's, when he's moving, but it's cool, man. Like, like, I think, yeah, he's, he's got, you know, miles on those tires, but he's got the experience. I would like to think he's going to be able to pull out a win. That's my hope. Like he's done it before. I think he can do it again, but like you, I don't think this is going to be a long reign. It's going to be short lived, whether mm-hmm. it's Jerry or somebody else, his days are numbered. And I think he yeah. knows that you know but that's okay man i mean what a fantastic ride you know oh yeah this is a dream run man it's like a fairy tale fuck yeah i am like i was watching some what was it the the ufc embedded and he's you know riding around on a horse on his fucking farm and shit (laughs) he's such a cool guy man he's so charming and nice yeah and he's talking about how he was like you know doing landscaping in new york and all this shit I came like, over here illegally. Yeah, <laughs> just like uh, the rest of the Latino world, yeah. you know. So then, fucking dude is now he's got his little ranch. He's riding around a fucking horse. He put the fucking belt on a tree and shit. Yeah, and he's got I'm, his own I'm sitting. Gym. He's got his own gym. I'm like, dude. Oh man, I'm like sitting here crying for because this guy's got the Rocky story, man. He came, yeah, man. He came from behind. Sweet story. Yeah, like I'm still cheering for him. I I would like for him to maybe fight two more times. You know, keep the belt two more times and just retire with the belt. Like, that's the cool. way to go. That's the way to go. Like, at least in my opinion. Because, I mean, he doesn't have, like we're saying, he doesn't have a lot left in the tank. Win this one, win two more times, retire, take the belt home. Keep putting that belt on that tree and shit. <laughs> you know? Because they Dude. don't give them new belts anymore. They just give them gems. Yeah, the little gem on there. Yeah, and, and like I guess the gem is even more expensive than another belt, right? So nah, who knows, man? Knowing Dana, it's probably plastic. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not, man. I would hope that that dude would treat his champions a little better, but who knows, man? Because who knows, man? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that'd be cool. That that'd be like a perfect ending to the fairy tale that Glover's doing right now. Man, I'm tearing up right now. Jesus Christ. I mean, it would line up too, because it's like Yuri's not going anywhere. He's nah. like at the top of the division. Even if he loses this fight, he'll get another title shot soon. Yeah. Since we've covered a lot of what Glover's done and does, I wanted to give a little bit of a background on Yuri. So like he's moved around actually when it comes to camps. Recently, he was training with Henry Cejudo, your favorite. Oh, that fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, man. And then he, after that, he was training with John Jones. Uh-huh. So another, <laughs> another stellar person, another great human being. <laughs> Um, and now he's been training out of uh, Bangtan Muay Thai mm-hmm. with the Hickman brothers. What's interesting about that is another fighter on this card, Zhang Weili, your favorite. I love, um, I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Her and uh, Yuri have created quite a bond with each other. Oh, really? Uh, and they've been following each other from camp to camp. So Weili had the exact same trajectory as uh, Jiri has. And now she's also training out of Bangtan Muay Thai with the Hickman brothers. Interesting. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So 
it would be interesting to see what changes we see in Yuri in this fight and also what changes we see in uh, Zhang Weilei. Yeah. But Glover is the sentimental favorite. Uh, when it comes to like box office, getting the fans, yeah, it's Yuri. So, <sighs> yeah, I, know. I hope it goes long, man. I hope it goes long, and it's just like a crazy ass fight. I know? hope it goes long because then I think uh, uh, Glover's chances go up. That too. I, yeah. The last thing I want, and unfortunately, if Yuri wins, it's probably gonna be this way. Yeah, but it's for Glover to get knocked the fuck out, yeah. where he's just like stiff on the ground, and you're worried like, is he dead? Fuck, dude, I hate. Like as as awesome as those knockouts are at the inception, when yeah. they fucking when they're laying there, it's like, oh, dude, is he okay? Yeah, you know, I can't help but feel a little guilty that I'm watching. You know, yeah, um, man. Do you want to move on to the next uh, fight on the card? Yeah. So for the record, we're both picking the upset and we're picking Glover. Yeah, but it's but not a huge upset. It's only no, no. plus one. It's a close fight. Yeah, and we're both picking with our hearts. I don't know if we're using our brains on that one. Yeah, yeah, we're picking <laughs> with our hearts, but uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, yes, this kid is younger; he's thirty or whatever. Yes, he's taller. Yes, he's longer. Jerry is eighty inches in reach. Glover yeah. is seventy-six. Jerry's the bigger man. The, yeah, he is a bigger man. Yeah, this dude is six-three. Glover is six-two. So maybe Glover just has a giant head. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe they count that little knob, that little oh, samurai knob he puts that. Yeah, he puts that'd on be kind top. of funny. <laughs> oh, dude! So he's a little wacky, man. You see, you see when when a dude like that shows up and he's a fighter, you know, he's eccentric. Yeah, but if he was just some dude on the street, he's a fucking whack job, right? You'd he's, stay away from him, man. <laughs> yeah, he's. You crazy. would not hire that man. <laughs> no, no. He's like, you want to wash my windows? No, it's okay, man. I'll wash them myself. You go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you scare me, sir. <laughs> All right. So the uh, next uh, fight, the co-main event, is Valentina Shevchenko. Ah, what? You see, I could say these names, and now yeah. I'm having trouble. Valentina Shevchenko versus Talia Talia. Tyler Santos. God yes. damn it. Yeah. I should make you say them. <laughs> no, it's okay, man. It's your show. It's my show, though. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do the hard stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Valentina, man. Um, dude. So, I was watching, again, video mm -hmm. footage. And, you know, I'm looking at her. She, you know, I'm looking at Valentina. I'm looking at all the, you know, all her training, right? And I pay attention to how she's kicking, how she's moving, what her, what instruction she may be getting. And, and these are glimpses, right? Because we can't really see the whole workout. We're just watching little, little pieces that we're allowed to see through, you know, YouTube or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. She's crisp. She's sharp. She's throwing some amazing stuff just on the pads even. Right. Yep. And you see the, the, the support that she has. She's got mm -hmm. all these people. She's got um, access to amazing facilities. And Tyla, she's in Brazil. She's all she's got is her husband, right? Yeah. Almost. She's running up hills and sand and stuff. Yeah, that's that's great. But man, she's she's not only battling the odds in terms of like Valentina being the champion and having all the experience and all that stuff, but she's also battling the fact that she has lacked to certain resources, there's a significant advantage at being the champion. You know, you have resources to money, facilities, 
you know, and if Dana likes you, you have even more of that kind of shit, right? Poor Talia is, she's got a lot to work on. I'm, maybe, maybe I didn't see it all. Maybe they didn't show us everything that she, she actually has access to. But when I was watching her work out, there is a significant difference in resources there. And the type of work that she's doing, as talented as she is, because I've seen her fights, she's amazing. She's a beast. I don't think it's time for her to fight Valentina. Yeah, I think it's one of those, they've run out of people for her to fight. Because mm. like uh, Talia Santos is ranked fourth mm -hmm. in her division. But Valentina's already beat everyone else. So what else are you going to do? And Valentina wants to fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. This is the first time we cover a Valentina Shevchenko fight because she's I uh, she's hands down my favorite female fighter and she's up there maybe like top three in just in general fighters that I love to watch. She's a freak. She's just a straight up freak. Like oftentimes you'll see people that rely on their athleticism, but their technique's not that great, mm -hmm. or vice versa. They have really great technique, but they're a little slow or something. Yeah. Valentina is just like perfect tens across the board. She's got, I don't know. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say the best and the quickest footwork in mm -hmm. probably the entire UFC. She's just so freaking fast. And then her punching, her striking, her kicks, everything is just so crisp and t perfect technique. Here's the crazy thing. You were talking about resources with Valentina. She's gotten so good that do you know what she does between fights now? What she do is she goes on road trips across the U.S. and just stops at random little gyms on the way, and just pops in for workouts and stuff. That's how she's training now. Yeah, that's amazing, dude. She's she's just a freak, not even of a fighter. She's just a freak of a human. She speaks something like four languages. She's fluent in Spanish. She was a ballet dancer or something. Yeah, she's some uh, kind of like Polish dancer or well, yeah, like Eastern European Kyr dancer. I think she's from Kyrgyzstan. Yeah. And then she was a, a champion shooter with yeah. rifles and handguns. She's got that tattoo on her ribs too. But it seems like anything she puts her mind to, she's just ridiculously good at. And here's the crazy thing. Uh, she started fighting just one year after Glover Teixeira did. Like fighting for real? Fighting or? for real. She's been a professional fighter for nearly 20 years now. She's been doing it for 19 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she's well. I mean, she was even a beast when she was young. Because there's there again in the UFC embedded episodes that mm -hmm. I watched, she was she went back to the country she was born in, and uh, you know visited the school she was at. And she's such a down to earth person. Mm -hmm. She was like talking to like I don't know if she's friends with this person, but she was talking to like the kid that or the the grown up now, but the the person that sat next to her in school. And it's like, are you friends with her still? Or is it just that she showed up and you were there and you guys are like, hey, I know you. Like, no matter what the situation is, that shit is cool, man. Like, she is such a likable person. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, I, I, like I have, for me, I mean, I think she's a shoe in the wind. I, I don't see, like, as and don't get me wrong, I am not saying that Talia Santos does not deserve this opportunity. I think she's very, very talented. I've seen her fight. Yeah. She's, she's, she's a beast, man. She she's is, on a hot streak. Hell yeah. She's, she's murking girls, right? Mm -hmm. And well-rounded. Mm -hmm. She can hold her own on the ground as well as striking. She's very well-rounded. She's very impressive. But 
Valentina is just more, just more impressive. She is she, just Valentina has no holes in her game. Yeah. Even if you take her down, she's perfectly fine on the ground. Yeah. She uh she what didn't she win her last fight? She put the girl in the crucifix and then just pounded her head. Dude, I don't know what Talia can do to win. I, I would like to think that if there is a hole in Valentina's game and something that Talia Santos can, can take advantage of might be the jujitsu. I would think mm -hmm. that because and, and this is just me thinking, because I, I don't know much about because I've seen Talia Santos kickboxing. It's very good. It is very, very good. I mean, mm -hmm. very good. Not at the level of Valentina. She's just as crisp as Santos is. She's just not as crisp and as sharp and as scary as Valentina. Yeah. But I think if there's one place that she might be able to win is if she takes this fight to the ground. Because, I mean, I'm assuming her jiu-jitsu is good. You know, I'm hoping that it is or thinking that it is because she's from Brazil. <laughs> oh, racist, you know, bro. I am so racist. I'm sorry, Brazil, <laughs> for assuming Profiling. that. You, yeah, for assuming that you guys have the best jujitsu. You guys, yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to carry that burden. You guys don't have to carry. That. <laughs> no, but like, I would assume that that would be one place that Valentina might have a hole, and that's one place that Talia can take advantage of. But. Again, something like that would have to happen early in the round where she's still pretty dry and can take advantage of, of her being able to hold on to her. You know what's nuts? Like, I'm just talking on my ass. I don't even know. I bet if we look it up, Valentina's probably like a double black belt in jiu-jitsu. That would be awesome. Here, I'm going to look it I'm up. always willing to bet that at the very least, she's a black belt in jiu-jitsu and probably like from a Gracie too. Uh, like something fucking nuts. Yeah. So here, let me um, let me see what her jiu-jitsu lineage is she is brazilian height 5'6 125 pounds flyweight division 68 inch reach muay thai. she's a little she's slightly bigger than valentina i think in the yeah. reach and height by like an inch i think uh mixed martial arts career it doesn't say anything about her being a black belt <laughs> oh no man talia started training jiu-jitsu with her father Organizing an MMA fight so that Talia could debut this in the sport. She went and won. So her father, oh, oh, that's right, that's right. Her father is some kind of Muay Thai coach. Okay. Um, or some kind of MMA coach in Curitiba. Mm -hmm. But I don't see anything about what her rank is in jiu-jitsu. Okay. Yeah, I hope she's got other tools. She's a blue belt. Now look at Valentina. Oh, dude, I'm afraid to now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing we looked it up and you didn't just put out some like whack analysis, you know? No, that's fucked up, man. She's a fucking blue belt. So she's so her striking from what I've seen is the best piece of her game. Isn't it? Valentina, like one of the greatest Muay Thai or something, wasn't she a Muay Thai champ? Yeah, like she's, a Muay Thai world champ. She was, she was, she was in kickboxing before she came to. Yeah, there you go, kickbox. She was a kickboxing champ. Yeah, like Muay Thai or kickboxing, whatever it is. She, she, she did that first, and. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's that doesn't look good. There's okay, so Dana says Valentina Shevchenko is so good. She makes the rest of the division look weak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Dana. Thank you, Dana. Thank you.
so apparently she's Peruvian as well as she as you know. Valentina Shevchenko. Yes. What? Kyrgyzstani, Peruvian, and Russian. Wow. That explains why she speaks Spanish. Yeah. And why her sister Antonia has a name like Antonia. I believe that her name. Ex- mm-hmm. I believe her name is Antonia. Yeah. Not as good as Valentina though. Ranks second damn black belt and and master of sports in Taekwondo, international master of sports in Muay Thai, master of sports in boxing, master in sports of kickboxing, black and belt judo. in judo. In, in judo. What is this master of sports nonsense? What is I don't that? fucking know, man. What is this fucking master of sports? Oh, it's a Russian classification. It's, it's a actually Russian. a Soviet Union classification. So it, she's reached some kind of level yeah. of mastery. It's a document which provided, uh, which is provided by general Soviet physical education system. Requirements for both athletes and coaches. Uh, oh, yeah. So basically, basically, oh, I, I never realized she was a softball. This is how stupid I am sometimes. Damn, dude. So she's got judo. Judo, taekwondo. And Muay Thai. Uh, she fights out a tiger Muay Thai too. Oh uh, man, I don't think uh, I don't think poor Santos has a chance here, man. <laughs> uh, dude, I mean, I, well, would you want to tell the listeners the odds right now? Fuck, man, it's like uh, what is it? What, what did I say before? It was like six hundred. Here, let me look it up again. She was favored. She was a minus six eighty favorite when I saw a couple days ago. She is 630, a minus 630 favorite, whereas Santos is a plus 450. You know, I mean, not again, not to take anything away from Santos because she does, she does have excellent striking. She's just not a master of boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, karate. You know, she doesn't have all those classifications. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Santos. She's going to get murked. Uh, honestly, it could just really come down to because we've seen a couple of champions fall yeah. to contenders we did not expect to do that. Uh, the fight against the Thug Rose fight we just saw, we saw Nunez lose her belt to. Yeah. Valentina's been a champion for a long time now. She's been on a crazy run for a while and she's getting up there in age. So you never know. You know, maybe you could just, she's off. Yeah, I I think she's still got a little more time before that can start happening. But. I do too, man. I'm just trying to come up with ways I could possibly win this fight. <laughs> I was just playing devil's advocate, man. I don't really yeah. believe what I'm saying. No, no, man. I don't. You'd have to be pretty ballsy to put real money down on Tyler Santos on this one. Yeah. So, uh, with that said, I would my second piece of parlay would be Valentina. So it would be Glover mm-hmm. then Valentina. If those two fuckers win, boom, money. You know, uh, not a lot of money because she's negative 630, but still, you know. Yeah. So should we move on to the next one? Yeah. I was just going to add, the only interesting things for Valentina in this fight is who she'll fight next and whether or not she'll move up a weight class and go for the championship there against Pena or Nunez, whoever's champion at the time. Yeah. See, she's already, she's lost to Amanda Nunez twice, but that was when Valentina was fighting in the heavier weight class. Yeah. So like, what do you think they would fight? They would fight like at a catch weight. I, cause I Valentina mean, has suggested that and Nunez has refused. Yeah. 
I don't know about Pena. Pena might do it because she's currently a champion. She's slightly smaller than Nunez, so she might be able to hit that weight easier. Mm. And Valentina's the bigger name. Yeah. And it'd be good for her, right? Yeah. But um, that would be a fight she would lose. But Who, uh, Valentina? Not Valentina. Um, oh, Pena? Pena. It depends where it's at. If if they do a catch weight, then yeah. If it's like, you know, the heavier weight class, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Because she, she, as good as she is, she struggled at, what is it, 135, I think it was? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this anyway. is at 125. Yeah. So, uh, moving on, we have uh, Zhang Wei Li versus Yoyana Jonjinchek. Yes. Uh, see, not too bad. Not no, too that bad. was good. <laughs> good, good for me. Probably not perfect, but anyway. Um, so, man, this is the this is the fight I'm excited about. I, knew, I hope I knew this would be your fight. Oh, dude, fuck yes, yeah. I mean, but, but everyone, everyone should be excited about this fight. It's a rematch of one of the greatest fights of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It where one person turned another person into an alien. It's yeah. just, and even then, if you re- if you rewatch that fight and ignore that Joanna's head looked like uh, a cartoon alien, <laughs> if you ignore that, if you don't look at her face, it's a really close fight. Like yes. it could have gone the other way. Yeah, I think. It, it, you see, I think what happened was because it was very very close. But if there was one factor, like if let's say everything was even. Right, if, but if there was one factor that influenced the judges, it had to have been the way poor Joanna looked at the end of that fight. I mean, and and I don't mean to make fun. Well, I do mean to make fun, but uh, but like she she got wrecked, dude. Like Whaley just hits so fucking hard. Yeah, she just hits so fucking hard. But like she ate a bunch of shit, you know. Like if you were just to like you're saying ignore what Yoana looked like, mm-hmm. I would almost dare say that maybe Wei Weili may have lost that fight. I I was gonna say the same thing, and I yeah. thought, I thought you would have argued with me on that. No, but the last time I rewatched that fight because the UFC will post it on YouTube yeah. pretty often because it's such a great fight. Yeah, uh, I walked away thinking like Joanna might have won that. She we see this is the this is the the thing though, and part of what makes the fight so interesting is just that yes i think joanna is the more technical fighter not that wiley isn't wiley is very technical mm-hmm. also very good but she's got way more power yeah and so effective striking is part of the criteria to judge a fight mm-hmm. so yeah. the effectiveness and the and the power she used her her tools is what decided that fight the yeah. fact that she hit so damn hard is what won that fight. Yeah, she ate a ton. And if maybe Joanna hit harder, it would have been mm-hmm. a different outcome because Whaley ate a lot of shit. Yeah, she did, man. She ate. I like I she was got watching. rocked a couple times. Yeah. That's why it was such a good fight, man. Cause yeah, it, was, it kept it coming such back. A crazy fucking fight. Fuck, dude. One of Wasn't the best it, fights. Was it on the same card? Cause I remember the the other main card fight, uh, God, it was, was it? it was two dudes fighting and it was a crappy fight. It was the Cuban guy. What's his name? Oh yeah, it was. It was Adesanya versus um, 
Oh my God. I like, love this guy. The Jesus soldier guy. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe I can't remember his name. He's got like the greatest physique of all time. <laughs> also a freak of a human. He's like 42 years old. Looks yes. like a freaking statue. God, I can't believe I can't remember this fucking guy's Coming name from Cuban dude, man. Why can't I remember his fucking name? He's like one of my favorite guys. I know. I love that guy too. And he says such ridiculous shit all the time. Yeah. Do you remember when, um, it was after the fight and he was in his speech. He was trying to say, don't forget Jesus. Oh yeah. It's not yeah. like he was saying 4k Jesus. <laughs> no, no 4k Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. That, that poor guy got so much shit on the internet for that. <laughs> I know. Yoel Romero. There you yeah. go. Yeah. You might want to cut out when we yeah. couldn't remember his name. No, I'll, I'll cut it down, but I won't cut it out. Yeah, <laughs> Yoel Romero, man. Yeah, Yoel Romero. I, I cut out all the all the like the stuttering and the and the nonsense, but mm-hmm. I try to keep the honesty of the podcast. Like you yeah. know, if no, I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> I don't so, care if I make him an ass myself. <laughs> neither do I. But yeah, uh, like we were saying, the first Jean, the first Wei Li Joanna fight was on the same card as that terrible Adesanya Romero fight. And the the women embarrass them. Like, Fuck yeah, <laughs> it I it I can't properly describe how good that first fight was. If you're listening and you have not watched that first fight, put it on. Yeah, it is a fantastic fight. In fact, you should watch both fights. You should watch the the co-main event, then watch and put yourself through the pain. And watch yeah. the main event and then be like, what the fuck happened? Because <laughs> the girls stole the show that night. They they fucking stole the show. I mean, literally, fucking these two dudes for the main event just walked around. Adesanya and Romero just walked around looking at each other. And I think it was part of, if I remember correctly, uh, Romero's strategy was to like allow him, because Adesanya is a counterfighter, right? Yeah. He's a counter striker. So he was just going to allow him to put himself out first, and then he was going to take advantage of it. And since both of them were waiting to counter, nobody actually fucking fought. So That fight uh, was two years ago. Yeah. And interesting, this is Joanna's first fight since then. Yeah. It was the fight. It was the fight right before the pandemic. Yeah. It was right before the pandemic, like right before we went into lockdown, right before all the fucking nonsense happened. And and uh, yeah, yeah, it was man. Oh, good memory, dude. Literally, oh, yeah. it was. It was like that weekend. <laughs> I remember this because I had a fight night, and it was it was a, one of the best fight nights, you know. And, you know, it was because and it was because of Wei Li and fucking Ioana, and I had all these people over. We were having a good time, and then nothing. It's like I lost all my friends. You know, yeah. all of a sudden, shit went sideways and life was never the same after that and uh no i'm hoping i somehow like you know you know how there's like a groundhog day you know yeah and bill mary's whole thing is to like live the life over and over again on that day until he figures out what he's supposed to do and then once he figures out that thing it unlocks it and then he goes back to living a normal life that's what i'm hoping way lee and Joanna does i said we <laughs> this fight happens oh, that's again. good yeah, the fight happens again, and then it, it unlocks, uh, you know, life again, and we go back to living normal lives. Like this is the fight that's gonna make everything normal again. <laughs> Man, I hope. 
<laughs> I hope. I wish. I hope that's what happens. Yeah, there's some kind of magic thing that happens in that ring. And it's all because of Joanna uh, and Wei Lee, you know, because as soon as as soon as that fight was over, everything was, you know, I mean, literally four days later, we all went into lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, right after shit went sideways, because, I mean, Romero and Adesanya was a shitty fight. Like, yeah, it was seriously, terrible. seriously, it was an embarrassing fight. Yeah. And I think it's because. You know, Wei Li and Joanna did some kind of weird magic and fucked the universe, you know? And now I don't they're, know. They're going to get back together and they're going to unmiss it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the fight that gets blamed for all that happening is uh, Khabib versus Tony Ferguson. You think so? Oh, yeah, because they were scheduled to fight five times. Oh. And each yeah. time the fight would get canceled. Yeah. yeah. And the very last time it was scheduled, uh, was the pay-per-view when everything went on to lockdown. So it was the very next pay-per-view after this one. So Joanna versus Zhang Weili won. The first one was in March 7th, uh -huh. 2020. Uh -huh. And then the very next card was Khabib versus Tony Ferguson for the title. But we were already in lockdown by then, weren't we? Yeah, but Dana was convinced that it would still happen. Oh yeah, and then everything went to shit, man. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it all went awful. So people yeah. blame the Khabib fight more than this one. Well, no, I think I think I think Weili and Joanna, that fight was so good, it messed up the universe. That it, was it, the price we had to pay for that th fight. That's the price we have to pay for that fight, and we have to see it again to undo it. You know, it's like uh, you ever hear that whole thing? Like, uh, you ever you you know what in Muay Thai they do that ritual in the beginning no man that there's a, there's a ritual in the beginning of every muay thai fight uh in traditional muay thai it's it's called sealing sealing the ring mm -hmm. and it's it's all like mystical ritual uh superstition it's they they do this thing for a number of reasons one is to honor the lineage of where you came from like the trainer so you're going to be bowing in the direction of the school that you came from and all that stuff also there's going to be if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, but there could be things in the ritual that that say, uh, "This is what I'm good at," right? Or this is what the school is good at, right? So oh, you're gonna, that's cool. Yeah, you're going to demonstrate certain things uh, during the ritual to to show or the ceremony to show what the school is good at, and then you walk around and you put your hand on the ring, or you walk around and you go to each corner and you walk around to each corner. And then at one point you go to the corner where your opponent is standing in and you stomp your foot to kind of intimidate, but you're walking around in a circle and you're sealing the ring to protect the fighters from evil spirits and sealing the ring will keep people safe from bad things happening. Cause when people get hurt, it's because they didn't seal the ring properly or demons got in and stuff like that. So, but it's mystical, right? You know, it's it's magic. There's the octagon. These places where people gather. It's 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 special, right? So maybe some kind of magic happened. I don't know. And you got the added influence of everybody watching, you know, at home. So who knows? Yeah. Well, but, I don't uh, think they'll be doing any of that mystical stuff before this fight. No, nah, probably not. <laughs> but they should. They yeah, should seal the cool. ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I mean, they both have Muay Thai backgrounds. Yeah, they um, do. But anyway, like um, Whaley, it was so close last time. Yeah. The selfish person in me would like, 
See, I don't know how many more. How many? How many fights did Weili lose already? She only lost against Namayunis, right? But she lost to her twice. Oh, she lost to her twice. Yeah, she's on a two-fight losing streak. And she loses this this one. That'd be three in a row. It would be three in a row, and it could mean the axe. Not that she would get the axe, I don't think. Nah, she won't. She's huge in China. Yeah, there's too much investment there, and it would be a, it would be foolish for Dana to, to kick her out. But mm-hmm. like, if if there were no repercussions, I would like Whaley to lose only so that I could see them fight again. Oh, number three. Yeah, I and, don't know, if, man. But honestly, in my heart of hearts, ultimately, I want Whaley to win. Because I think she's so badass. I think she's just so badass. I, I mean, I think they're both awesome. Because, I mean, Joanna, as technical as she is, she also took a lot of fucking damage. That was wild. Like, Whaley is impressive with all that power. But Joanna, she took all that. Like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. she's uh, a, they're both beasts, man. Dude, she took two years off more than two years actually like two years and a few months off since that fight because of the damage she took yeah that's wise it's very very wise mm-hmm. you want to take some time off you don't want to get right back into the gym and fucking continue to inflame your brain no instead she's been spending a lot of team time on the beach yeah good for her yeah good for Posting her instagram photos and stuff. <laughs> look at me i'm pretty yeah. yeah man yeah I don't, I don't know if i had to make a pick for this fight i would go with zhang i'd be actually pretty surprised if joanna won if all things end up like in a similar place where they just start banging you know like throwing bombs and shit yeah i i would think that Whaley would win again i mean joanna's taken over two years off and in that time yeah wiley's lost twice but she lost to rose nama units twice yeah and I mean, Whaley's, you have to think, is an even better fighter than she was two years ago. I mean, I, we've seen her, like we talked about earlier, she's hopped around between camps now, yeah. always getting a little bit better. I mean, she didn't win those fights, but you, she's added stuff to her toolbox with Cejudo, and now she's like uh, fighting uh, Bang Tao with the Hendricks brothers, uh, or the Hickman brothers, sorry. Mm. The Hickman brothers, they've also trained out of Sanya, they've trained Volkanovski, so... She's been training alongside champions this entire time. Yeah. Yeah. And she had to kind of like rethink about what she's doing with the martial arts. And she, she did make a statement about how she's rethought about what she's doing, you know, mm-hmm. and really kind of reinvested herself into the martial arts. She says that she's done a lot of growing. Mm. I but, bet. But, and then here's another thing in her favor for this fight. That first fight was in Vegas. Her fights against Rose have all been in the U.S. This fight's in Singapore. She's yeah. not coming in uh, jet lagged or any of that. It's almost nah. the same time zone, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, well, she was in Thailand. She's training in Thailand. So, I found something interesting, and I don't know if if it's really like valid, but again, in the videos I was watching, Joanna, like her, they lost her luggage. And, that's for this fight that happened for this fight this fight this fight she Jesus. lost her luggage they didn't they she got it i don't know a couple of days ago or something like she she went in and then the last video because the first video it was like i don't know when but the first the first embedded video the first episode 
she said, oh, they, you know, they lost my luggage. I don't have any of my luggage. And they're like trying to figure out what to do. Uh, and in the second one, the second episode, she was like, oh yeah, yeah, we got our luggage finally. And I'm like, fuck man, that sucks. So, you know, whether it's a day or two or five, yeah. you know, you're walking around and you're probably wearing the same fucking underwear <laughs> since the yeah. day you left, you know, that shit sucks, man. But like, that is some like rope burn shit that I was talking about. Remember that book I told you about yeah. rope burns? This mm-hmm. is, this is like, I wonder if like, this is conspiratorial. <laughs> oh, dude. There's no, there's no, I, I have no proof of this. But I wonder, I wonder if the fucking people are like, oh, this is Joanna. Let's lose her fucking shit. Dude, great. You just got our pod banned in China. China. Yeah. It's it's all right. Cut yourself off to like 2 billion possible listeners. Yeah, my wife is now not going to listen to me either. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, dude. She already doesn't, but who cares? Anyway, uh, (laughs) but... um. What if it's like, you know, some of that kind of crap, you know? Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. I was just giving you shit. Like, honestly, that would not surprise <laughs> me in the slightest. Would it surprise you? Oh, we lost your luggage. Sorry. I don't know. Well, can you find it? And like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the power in your hotel room went out. We're really sorry about that. Oh, dude. I wonder if shit like that is happening all over her. All yeah. over her fucking shit. Like, they want her to lose. That would be so shady. But like it, you know, the fight is is happening in Singapore. You know, like I guess we know who fucking Dana wants to win, you know? I, I don't yeah, know. Man. You know, also like I mean, China, that's a big fucking market, you know? Yeah. You know, Disney's having trouble trying to keep movies, you know, you know <laughs> uh going over there, you know, because they piss them off all the time. Yeah. You know, and, and here fucking here's Dana. Like, oh we, we have uh Wei Lee over here. And I was like, oh, oh yes, yes, Wei Lee, yes, let's have a big big thing, right? Oh, we lost your luggage, Joanna, sorry. Yeah. You're only part of the biggest fight of the year. <laughs> Dude, Wei Lee's an exciting fighter. So oh, like yeah. overall, like I I I'm hoping she wins too. Mm. Um and then when Joanna again, the two year break, and think about their motivations, like at the time when they first fought Joanna was champion and like being champion was her entire identity. She, her nickname was Joanna champion. Mm. And she took all that damage because she was so unwilling to lose that belt this time around. Does she have that same motivation, that same hunger? Like, I don't know. You know, I hope this doesn't happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little apprehension on Joanna's part. When she, she feels might, that power again. Yeah, when she feels that power, is she going to want to just sit there and bang again? Like, is she just going to throw haymakers again or throw, you know, just sit in the pocket and, and just throw fucking, you know, like crazy like she did last time? I don't know because, you know, that that took a lot. And when you're in the moment, it's a lot easier, right? But that was, whew, you know, that was two years ago. And she took two years off yeah. because of it. And and I'm not I'm not criticizing her for taking the time off. I think it's very wise for her to yeah. take that time off because your brain yeah. does need to fucking recover. Right. And she oh, took a lot definitely. of fucking damage. Mm-hmm. You know, but like if she went in there and it was a completely different fight where it was like a snooze fest, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's what I was going to tell you earlier. Most of the times when you see a crazy fight like that, the rematch is rarely ever as exciting as that first fight. Yeah. And this fight's only three rounds. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, it's only three rounds. 
Oh shit! I didn't realize that. You know, I completely I know. forgot that it's an undercard fight. It's not a championship fight, or not an undercard fight, but it's a uh, it, it's it's still part of the main card. But it's not a uh, no. There isn't a championship belt no, and on the line, a, and it's not the main or co-main. I kind of wish they still would have done it as five rounds. I mean, they've done it for Nate Diaz. I don't yeah. know why they couldn't do it for this fight. Well, but... it would make for a long night, right? Oh, that's true, actually. Because they would um, they would go all night. Yeah. Yeah. Be like a four and a half hour long main event. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, I'm so excited about that fight. But damn, I forgot it's only three rounds. It's only three rounds, which might make it, you know, might give it a better chance of being exciting because I could see Waylee going out there like just flooring it since it's only three rounds. She doesn't have to worry about her cardio. She could just start tossing those haymakers from the get go. And then I don't know. I don't know how Joanna is going to respond. That would yeah. be the question. Yeah. Not that she cared about it before, because I think she had like, I think she has a gigantic fucking gas tank. She yeah, like she threw did. bombs the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking there's no way she can keep this shit up. Yeah, there's no way she can keep throwing bombs like that. And she fucking threw the bombs the whole fucking time. Yeah. And, and poor Ioana was fucking eating them. And pff, dude, I'm so excited about that fucking fight. <laughs> I am just, that is, that is the fight I am most excited about. It, it, it's one of the reasons we're having this podcast right now because we haven't done a, a UFC one in a while. We took that a break. Fight, yeah, we took a break. That fight is the fight that has me fucking excited. Can't wait to see those girls go at it. It's going to be awesome. And, of course, as you can probably guess, Whaley would be part of the, the parlay. I would toss her in there. Yeah. She's favored in this fight, but yeah. it's not by much. It's, it's kind of close. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was close before, right? Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. I would think she would win only because I would think that that Ioana would have a little bit of ring rust. Yeah, that's the, I would bet on Whaley. Yeah. I'd be surprised if Whaley loses, actually. Yeah, because she's been fighting a lot lately, but she got, hopefully she's not like, because she got knocked out. Yeah, by Rose. Yeah, by Rose. And she got choked out once too, I think. Right? The second fight, I think that's how it ended, unless it was a decision. Well, I wasn't happy, man. Oh, no, it was, a, it was a decision. It was a decision? I can't remember. The second fight against Rose was a decision. First fight, she got knocked out in the first round. That was, was kind fucking, of a, that was a fluke. It was wild. Yeah, it was like a flash KO kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think it was a, I think it was a fluke, and I think it fucked her up mentally mm-hmm. for the next one. Because then she, she became too cautious. Yeah. And uh, she didn't want to get caught by anything wild, because Rose is kind of a little hard to read. Mm-hmm. You know, she she read a a low kick. She scooted back to defend against the low yeah. kick or the leg kick, and then uh, left her head wide open. That shit, but that shit adds up, man. And hopefully she yeah, does. It, hopefully she's not fragile from that. You know, because uh, if she fights the way she did before against Joanna, she's gonna eat a lot of shit. That fight against Rose that she lost was in November. Hmm. The last fight. Number yeah. two against Rose was November 6, 2021. So, I mean, hopefully that's enough time to rest up and recover and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm picking Wiley to win this. And the winner of this fight gets the next title shot against Carla Esparza. So. I wonder, like, there was a time, and I'm talking about a long time ago, like foreigners couldn't go into Thailand and win Muay Thai fights. You know, because if you did, you like, you would disappear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of nonsense. Yeah. You know, that that's those are the stories, you know. 
You're like, yeah, you can win, but you may not get home. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And even if you like, if you won a decision, you didn't win the decision. You know, uh, it was that kind of shit. Like, what if that happens right now? You know, like fucking Joanna. Joanna wins the fight, and the judges are like, no, she didn't. Yeah, you know, like no, she on the card. You know, she yeah. Look, look at all the times she she won. I don't know. I don't I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no right to say all that shit. I'm just fucking around. But yeah, like uh yeah, if if I were to win against Wei Lee, I would I would fucking I would run home. I would fucking just not even get out of my clothes. <laughs> I wouldn't even change. I would just jump on the plane. You know? Yeah. And this is like Rogan would run up one room run over to to you and be like, Hey, so time for an interview, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? Sorry, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I got a plane to catch, man. <laughs> I got a plane to catch. I need to get the fuck out of this country. <laughs> I just won. Yeah. I wanna make sure I get home. <laughs> you know? Fuck, dude. Yeah, that that's an exciting fight, but yeah, I got I got Whaley to win that one. Yeah, I do too. I mean, if Whaley loses, and that's a lot of questions you're gonna have to start answering about Whaley after that. Uh, no, I don't think. But I hope not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 if, if she loses, it's a banger. I hope it's a banger or something, and not yeah. some crazy flash KO again in the first round. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it'll be. I'm hoping it'll be a banger, and it'll be like if she loses, it'll be by decision. You know, mm-hmm. but I don't think she'll lose. I think she's going to win. No, or at least that's what my parlay hopes. Anyway, um, next on the card, we have uh, Rogerio Bontorin. I'm assuming that he's Brazilian. I have no idea. And then uh, Manuel, Manuel Cape. Yeah, I was telling you before the pod, both of these guys are not that well known. Mm-hmm. But this kind of shapes up. It could be a really exciting fight. Both of these guys are aggressive. Cap, uh, Manuel Cap. Uh, his nickname is Starboy, by the way. Uh, yeah, he's the former rising champ, by the way. Oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah. He's he has experience. He's new to the UFC, but and then uh, Rohidio Bantorin, kind of a good all-around fighter. But the thing that'll make it an exciting fight is both these guys are aggressive. Neither one of them is scared to just meet at the middle of the ring and start banging away. Matt Starboy, Manuel Cap is favored in the fight. Um, I don't remember what the odds were, but he was favored. And he's yeah. a negative two twenty. Oh, okay. So it's he's decently favored then. Yeah, he's a negative two twenty, and uh, Rogerio is plus one eighty. Mm-hmm. Rogerio's thing is he tries to make the fight chaotic, so that's where he's at his best. Mm-hmm. Again, he's he's well rounded, but he likes chaotic fights. He doesn't have as much power as Starboy. <laughs> I just like saying Starboy. It's such a ridiculous nickname. It's it's like a superhero name. I love the superhero names. Yeah. Well, it's also a song by The Weeknd. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know which of those two he decided the reason or whatever to go with this nickname. But uh-huh. yeah, Cap, he's favored because he's a much more disciplined fighter. And he packs more power. So... If he can manage to keep out of the chaos that Banturin's going to be throwing his way, then I, I, it's Cap's fight. So Okay. So Rogerio is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys are small, man. Yeah, they're 125. They're 125. This guy's a, I mean, five foot five, mm-hmm. and uh, he's 30 years old. He's from Brazil. But yeah, so... He's probably, we're probably going to see a little jujitsu in this one. Yeah. I mean, at least I would, I would think. 
I hate it when there's a guy who's like so talented in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and he doesn't use it. it drives me nuts. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to stand and I'm going to bang. I'm like, no, motherfucker, just fucking take him down and choke him out. You know, just you know. Ben Torin, if he wants to stick to a smart game plan, then yeah, he'll turn this into a Jiu-Jitsu fight. Yeah. It's just he never does that. He prefers the chaos and wants to just bang around or whatever. So, yeah, I don't <sighs> know. It'd be it would be a big upset if Bantoran was to win this fight. One eighty, yeah. yeah. But I, it should I, be fun. It should be a fun fight. I'm glad. I'm glad that one's gonna be a like a crazy fight. You know, makes the the whole night a nice crescendo of action. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about those two guys. I've never heard of them before. But I, I'm not as deep into it. I'm a filthy casual. You know, I'll admit it. <laughs> uh you are uh you are much more in the stuff than i am you follow it way more closely than i, I yeah, just a little bit yeah it's, well you get you know the names you know how to pronounce them <laughs> no on this one i'm i'm also a little in the in the dark oh, i'm pretty sure okay. it's cap i'm okay. pretty sure it's manuel cap okay it's, I, it's cape maybe it's cape maybe it's cape yeah so um and the next one jack della mandalina madalina Versus mm-hmm. Ramazan Imif. Yeah. So Jack Della Maddalena is one of my favorite fighters. Uh, well, I should say one of my favorite prospects of the young guys coming up. So he was the top prospect in Australia. He's only 25 years old. Wow. Yeah. He has elite striking. Like it's fun to watch his striking. It's so crisp and he has so much power in his left hand regardless of stance. So he could, he switches between orthodox and orthodox throughout the fight. Whatever stance he has going, the left hand is where he uses to really cause damage. Uh-huh. But yeah, his striking is just so freaking good. So crisp. I think he's a name to watch, actually. I think he has champion potential. That's how good this kid is. Wow. He's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's favored. He's a uh, negative 150. You know? Yeah, here's going to be, this is going to be the problem is Ramazan Amiv, he's really good on the ground. And if it gets down there, he could win. Like, ah, uh, man. But it, he's not fun to watch on the ground is the problem. Mm. Uh, he's not. He's a tough watch, dude. Why is he not fun? <laughs> it's just not aggressive. Like, he's he's one of those fighters that are, that is happy just laying on top of you. Just for the ground control time, he will lay on top of you, but he's not really throwing strikes to end the fight. Oh, I hate that shit. Yeah, no one enjoys it. Yeah. No one enjoys it. You just take the guy down and dry hump him. Like, come on, man. Well, like, here's fucking... the, well, the crazy thing about Ramazan is in the last few fights, um, he'll do that for the first two rounds where he'll just lay on top of the guy the entire time. And then in the third round, like a switch goes off in his head and he decides this is going to be a striking fight now. Huh. And he will get off the guy and welcome a striking exchange for whatever reason like he decides it's time to give the people a show i don't know what he's thinking but he's done this a few times in a row now huh if he were to do that against jack della della donna uh madeline madelena uh he does this against <laughs> see jack. it's not it's not that easy no. is it <laughs> especially not this one there's like a lot of alliteration in there uh, yeah <laughs> if he rhyming. does that against jack he's gonna get knocked the fuck out that's how good jack striking is hmm so if Jack wins, it's going to be because of a really fun knockout. If Ramazan wins, it's going to be a really boring, boring fight to watch. Come on, Jack. Keep this motherfucker yeah. interesting. I, I hope 
this is like um ramazan while i don't think he's ranked um he's, no, he's good. not like no but if jack wins this it, it'll really help out jack i could see him shooting up in, into the rankings because ramazan is respected and this is a tough test for jack so yeah like neither of these guys are ranked mm-hmm. and ramazan is uh, a plus 130 and uh, the ramazan is the longer taller guy yeah or actually not taller he's just longer no, it- yeah, he's longer, but Jack, I think, is an inch or two taller, right? He's an inch uh, taller. He's 5'11", whereas Ramazan is 5'10". And uh, the reach, though, is on Ramazan's side. Which is surprising. Yeah. He's got a short torso. Yeah. Yeah. And they're so, fighting at 170, right? Yes. No, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. They're like 188, whatever that weight class is. 188? Yeah, they're they're both weighing in. Like he's weighing in at one eighty eight, and he's one eighty six. So maybe one ninety. Maybe that's where they're fighting. I have no idea. One eighty five would be the closest weight class to that. Yeah. Because then after one eighty five, I think it goes up to two hundred five. It goes to two hundred five. Yeah. For some reason, I thought this fight was at one seventy. Um, man, dude. Like I get all my weight classes mixed up. There's like weight classes in my head from like. Jujitsu weight classes, weight classes in my head from wrestling, (laughs) weight classes from when I fought. Well, if the UFC was smart, they would do more weight classes. Oh, I think we've had this discussion before. Yeah, because it's crazy, especially when you get up from 185 to 205. That's a huge jump. Mm -hmm. There should be another weight class in there. Yeah. And 170 to 185 is also a big jump. That is a big jump. When that happens, it just sucks too, man, because then it's like, okay... Do you want to starve yourself and go into the, yeah. weight, the weight class that's closest? Or do you want to like eat yourself to the top of the weight class that you're in? You know, like, like the, the, the smart thing to do is, is like be where you're comfortable. Right. So then yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You'll, it's healthier. It's healthier. So you, you should grow into the weight class that you're, you kind of stuck in, you know, I don't, I don't see any single drawback to having more weight classes. You'd have more champions. You would have more champions. You would sell more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you could have people that are champions in more than one division, too. Like, Dana was against that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I He seemed to kind of loosen the rings on that. And I think, uh, I can't remember who it was. Was it was it McGregor who? who it was had McGregor. Something? He was yeah. the first champ champ. Champ champ. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Champ champ. That's right. It was mm-hmm. McGregor. But yeah, like... Uh, yeah, he's kind of loosened up on that, and uh, he's seen kind of the fun that that creates, right? Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Your your boy Henry Cejudo was also a champ, champ. Oh, that fucking guy! Every time, <laughs> I, I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't help it. Every time you bring that guy's name up, my my instant knee jerk reaction is that oh, that fucking guy. He makes you cringe, man. He's just so cringy, man. Like sometimes he does it on purpose, and sometimes that's just the way he is. I think I don't well, know. I don't. I don't expect to see him on Saturday. He's not coaching any of these fighters. I don't know if he would fly all the way to Singapore just to be there to bother people, but why why'd you put that out in the universe? You know, yeah, that's like, true. I just jinxed it. You just jinxed it. You know this motherfucker's gonna show up and ruin yeah. the, the spell that we're in. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna elongate this whole fucking process. We're gonna go back into another pandemic and it's gonna be Sahudo's fault. because uh, <laughs> Sahudo's magic. I don't know, man. I seen Cejudo. I think I told you I saw this motherfucker. I don't understand how this happened. 
But there's a peekaboo style video that Tyson put out. Like he does a tutorial on how to do the peekaboo style, which I oh, am. Oh, Mike Tyson? Yeah, Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. And I am like fucking salivating over. Like I want to <laughs> I want to buy this thing. But also like, I'm like, what am I going to do with it? Like, yeah, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to think it's fantastic. I'll probably yeah. practice some of it. But when am I ever going to use it? I don't even spar anymore. You know, I don't spar boxing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's just like, eh, do I really want to spend the money? Does it, you know, does it make sense for me? Do I want to attain the knowledge? Like, uh, what am I going to do with it? You know, whatever. There's all that. But then like the other piece of it that makes me not want to buy it is that Cejudo's all over that fucking video. He's in it. Oh God. Yeah. He's like, what is he like narrating? He's like with Tyson asking Tyson questions and then Tyson's describing like how to do shit. And he's like basically kind of teaching the style using Cejudo as an example, you know? So he's like, this is what you do. This is how you stand, blah, blah, blah. And then Cejudo will ask questions, you know, for the viewer, you know? And, uh, you know, it's, but it's just like, man, you couldn't have picked somebody else. You know, like there's all these people who would be fucking honored honored just to be in the room with Tyson, you know? And then there's this mother, you give it to this motherfucker. You know? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, there's, you know, of all the people he could have worked with, you know, whatever. The guy sucks, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> not a cool person. He's, I forgot what it was that made me angry, really angry with him. What was that thing? Can't remember anymore. Oh, or, um, he like well, showed up. A, he's done a bunch of things, but he was talking all sorts of shit about Brandon Moreno, and then trained Figueredo <sighs> to beat him. Yeah, the fucking ah, oh, dude. Yeah, I mean Brandon Moreno did a lot of fucking shit wrong in that fight, though. Yeah, too, he did. So it's not completely Cejudo's fault, but I like to blame shit on Cejudo. Yeah, yeah. The fucking tax good. man's after me. It's Cejudo's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it rained today. It's fucking Cejudo's fault. I had something to do with it. <laughs> so, what are the other fights you want to talk about on this on this fight in the UFC 275? Um, let's see real quick. You got Brandon Allen versus Jacob Malkoon. The only interesting thing about this fight is, so originally one of the co-mains was going to be Robert Whitaker versus Vittori. Oh, really? Yeah, but it got canceled, and now that fight's still happening, but it's going to happen in Paris later this summer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think in September. Um, but Jacob Macoon is uh, Robert Whitaker's training partner, longtime training partner. So that's why he's on this card. Not the most exciting fighter. <laughs> the, the, the thing he's got going for him is that he trains with Robert Whitaker. So who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll finally be able to put it together. Mm. and shows a reflection of all that time spent with Whitaker. I don't know, but Brandon Allen is just the bigger fighter. And I think also the more talented fighter. Mm. So if you're going to watch that fight, you're watching more for Brandon Allen. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty positive. I didn't look at the odds, but I'm pretty sure Brandon Allen's the heavy favorite. He's the favorite. Yeah. He's a I, negative 280 and uh, yeah. uh, Jacob is a plus 225. Yeah. I, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if Malcoon won this. Um, but you yeah. might be able to throw this into your parlay, by the way, because that's how confident I am in Brandon Allen. Really? Yeah. Um, man, let me see. That would be funny if I like throw this one in and it fucking fucking right away. Well, here's the thing. So like, 
Jacob Malkoon, he's not a bad fighter. He's good all around. Brandon Allen is like elite on the ground. His ground and pound is some of the best you're going to see. Mm. So I really, I just don't see how Malkoon, if this gets on the ground, survives it. That's how good Brandon Allen's ground game is. Yeah. And Brandon his striking Allen. is good too. So Brandon Allen can hold his own on striking. And eventually I'm positive he'll take down Jacob Malkoon. Fucking this Brandon Allen character is fucking 6'2". He's a big dude, man. He's a big ass dude. 75-inch reach. And then compare that to uh, Jacob Malkoon's measures. Yeah, Malkoon is 5'9". That's a big difference. He's a fucking munchkin. What's he yeah. doing in fucking 200? I don't know, man. Lose the fucking weight, fatty. Like, uh, <laughs> he's not even fat. He's just solid. Yeah, Brandon Allen fights out of 205. And Jacob Malkoon, I think, has been fighting out of 185. So it's a weird match. But he's 5'9". Yeah. He's 5'9". That's a big-ass weight class for you, man. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> No, I'm I'm serious. Like for for the sake of for his five career. nine, yeah. The dudes that are five nine are fighting like at one fifty five, one forty five. Yeah, he's. I mean, these guys. That guy. Like, I mean, look who he has to fight. This fucking guy is six two. This his reach is seventy five inches. He can fucking. It's not a huge advantage, but his reach advantage is. I mean, uh, what's his name's uh, Malcoon's reach is seventy three inches. Mm-hmm. You know, not a huge difference. But this dude, his legs are like forty two inches in comparison to. Malkoon, who is 38 inches. Like, this guy can kick him from across the street, man. That Dude. shit sucks. It's like, if all things are even and both these guys had, let's say, they were both great on the ground, you'd give the edge to the bigger fighter, right? Absolutely. And not only is Brandon Allen the bigger fighter, but he is much better on the ground. So, yeah. I just, I don't really, I don't see how Jacob wins this fight. Yeah. I'd be shocked. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of a hard... It's kind of hard to fight somebody who's just longer than you because mm-hmm. there's there's two things that you're fighting against, right? There's the reach when they're punching, right? So the the punching and kicking reach yeah. is longer. So that there's that that you're fighting against. But never mind that. Like, okay, so he takes you to the ground. Now he's his limbs are longer. He can yeah. he can go around your neck mm-hmm. easier. You know, like he can get he can really get in there. You know, he's not just reaching for shit. He can fucking wrap around his yeah. fucking arm around your head. Locking it in. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a huge disadvantage. At 5'9", you probably should cut some weight. Like, <laughs> it's just, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean because, I mean, I have no room to talk. I'm a fatty, right? Like, I don't I'm, know, man. <laughs> I'm 5'11", I'm 240, I'm 240, right? Or 238. If we're gonna, you know, be exact, but, uh, but I'm 240 and, and I'm like 5'11. Like I don't belong in this weight class, right? I mean, like, but this guy is 5'9. Yeah, he's 5'9. Like you gotta cut some weight, man. Like he's kind of hairy. Maybe he shaves his head. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, she's all his body hair. Maybe he'll get down to like another weight class, but maybe he'll pull out the miracle and catch. Brandon Allen somehow I I don't I don't know I just don't see how he could win this fight oh that's tough man it's a it's, tough fight it's it, tough that he took it yeah he's like fighting his big brother <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> and Brandon Allen is like vicious on the ground he's got vicious ground and pound yeah uh, it could get ugly this could get ugly 
Wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, just looking at the stats, you know, like who knows? But I mean, you know, it's all about the dog and the fight, right? I mean, or the That's fight true. and the dog, you know. Maybe maybe dude shows up and and really puts it to to Allen and and Jacob wins. Who knows? But yeah. uh, it's tough, man. When you're the shorter guy, but I mean, there was Tyson. Tyson was short, you know. And look at the savagery that he produced in the ring. That's true. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if the Jacob has got that savagery in him. Yeah. Or that talent. I mean, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know because I don't know the guy. So I'm not, I, I don't know him. I don't know his fight style or I haven't seen him fight. So I don't know. I can't really comment on that. Although I, I'll make comments because, you know, I'm just a jerk like that. Well, but. you did call him a fatty. So. <laughs> but I'm a fellow fatty too. So like when That's you're- true. When you're a fellow fatty, you can call the you, you can, can call say the, it to other people. You can say it to the other fatties. Yeah. You know? Okay. If you if you're a skinny guy like yourself, you can't call yeah. me a fatty. You hurt my feelings. No, that'd be fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I go I go on your podcast and just call you a fatty. <laughs> he called me a fatty. Hey man, that's not cool. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. You're calling me a fatty, you skinny bastard. Yeah. Wait a minute, can I do that? Can I call can I call you skinny? uh 2022 i don't know if you can uh, will you be offended with that <laughs> no i wouldn't care but... <laughs> you know who knows we could take that as body shaming oh jesus christ <laughs> yeah oh dude no nah, man no nah, i'm a fatty i know i gotta lose weight that's you know just fuck it you know like fucking i'm, I'm losing the weight that's that's well you, that's you still got the fitness challenge going right for the oh, no, that shit's done oh it's over who won uh well that's that's the fun part we're gonna oh, have out yet uh we i know who won i have okay. the, i have the belt and if you want you can come to fight night we're gonna have a fight night this weekend at the house here okay and i'm gonna present the belt to the winner oh sweet okay yeah, yeah so you can come if you want i'll give sure, you the address. Will. yeah you bring your you know your, your your girlfriend or she'll be happy to have the place to herself <laughs> Yeah, come on over and uh, yeah, I'll introduce you to the guys. Uh, but also, like, uh, yeah, I'll give the belt. I'll give okay. the belt. I haven't announced it yet. People are asking too. It's like, who won? Who won? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm excited to find out. Yeah. This one was it was muscle mass, right? Was that what this one was? It was yes. It was essentially that. It was it was uh, body body mass, right? Or you know, so like it got a little wacky in the end uh so different people took measurements and so there was a there wasn't anything other than a machine like a machine that takes the the body weight index or whatever mm-hmm. uh to measure that that was a consistent measurement so that's what we're relying on gotcha. and according to that it was pretty evident that either way who won i think i think oh wow yeah because uh there was there was one person who kind of just really who really showed up she really like <laughs> Oh, I already kind of gave away the gender, but it's going to be funny if you're just talking about yourself. No, <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, dude, no, nah, no, nah, dude, I didn't even come close. I didn't. Uh, I lost like uh, spoilers. Point. Yeah, spoilers. No, nah, it's it's. I think everybody pretty much knows that I didn't win that fucker. I didn't win the first one, and I didn't win the fucking second one. I'm kind of fucking grumpy <laughs> about it, you know. But um. Yeah, dude, like, uh, I'm excited to get the belt because uh, I didn't think we'd do a second one so soon. And uh, not only did we, did, did we do a second one, but more people participated. 
and it was it was fun you know it was a little more intense than the first go around oh i bet yeah because it was only a month mm -hmm. and uh because we were using or we were part of the hustle fitness thing we actually had someone kind of watching us so it was a little harder you know and we were participating in these workouts so that made it that made it a little extra difficult because we actually had times we had to show up someplace and that that really kind of fucking it, by the by the end of the thing we were done gotcha yeah the first one was was hard it, it seemed to kind of produce an equal amount of results across the board oh okay you know like everybody lost weight yeah um and this one it was intense and yes people people progressed don't get me wrong everybody everybody made made an effort and made progress but it, there was a clear clear winner did you, you know? guys do any steroid testing fuck dude maybe i should have uh, i bet you could have gotten some trt <laughs> yeah this is like your doctor right. yeah hey, doc i think my t score is kind of low and get you on a quick <laughs> testosterone regimen for a month yeah all of a sudden there's a very angry podcaster for yeah. yeah dude nah you see that's the thing like i'm already a like a pretty angry guy <laughs> and i try real hard to like be the happy silly guy like that's an effort like that's me yeah like working at it because if i let myself i'm just gonna be pissed off all the time i always gotta be like okay chill out that's not a big deal. That's the shit that I'm saying to myself all fucking day. You know, if I take that TRT shit, I am going to be fucking killing people. Jesus, man. that's I, true. Like, like I would lose my fucking mind. Cause like, I was talking to a friend of mine, you know, like I was telling him, it's like, Hey, you know, this is a while ago before, before yeah. the pandemic, even, you know, I was talking to this guy and I was like, yeah, dude, like, you know, I'm thinking maybe, you know, if I get on the TRT, cause you know, it's, it's like, it's not my T, my, my T levels aren't low, but you know, they could be higher, you know? Yeah. Be, I mean, with age, it just keeps going down as you get older. Exactly. You know, next thing you know, I'm going to have boobs and shit. So I was like, you know, just, <laughs> you know, just get a little TRT, get a little muscle mass, get a little boost in, you know, in the performance and everything, yeah. you know? And he's like, nah, dude, don't do that shit. And he's like, why not? And he was like, dude, I know so many guys in Brazil who fucking he took that shit and then they end up fucking losing their minds and killing people and hurting Jesus. their lives and stuff like are you serious it's like yeah man people fucking lose their mind on that shit and i'm like are you serious it's like yeah dude don't touch that shit you're fine but dude you know like i want you know the muscles and it's just like fuck it fuck yeah. it dude like fuck it don't bother with that shit <laughs> and i was like fuck like and it's stuck in my head you know because i was looking at it i was looking at it for a long time uh-huh and then there's like all those stories where like guys are on like fucking testosterone and doing shit and fucking doing crazy shit and hurting mm -hmm. people and i was just like that's gonna be me i fuck that i don't need that shit i'm already angry i don't need any of that shit you know because <laughs> that shit will fucking make you cra crazy man uh yeah. a friend of mine was telling me like i had another friend he was like oh you know i'm, I'm taking this testosterone booster or, blah, blah, or i took this testosterone booster or whatever i'm like oh cool so I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll look at that stuff, right? So I took it and he was like, oh, dude, this stuff is good, but it's going to make you cranky. And I'm like, it's going to make me cranky. And it did, man. Like, I was like cranky. And she's just like, oh, you know, you just, you know how you just feel like you're just walking around like, like with your face all like contorted, you know, like that's how I felt the whole time. I was like, like I had like a furrowed brow the whole time. I was like, fuck this. I'm not taking this shit no more. You know, I don't need it. 
Yeah. I'll just fucking fuck it. I'm flabby. Yeah. <laughs> it's better that way. Yeah, this is like, fuck it. I'm, I'm aging fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm <laughs> losing my hair, but anyway. So if the listeners take anything from this, <laughs> body acceptance, <laughs> learning to love yourself. Except not being fat. You can't be fat, lose the weight. But <laughs> if you don't have enough tea, uh, that's fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. You don't need any more, you know, you don't need TRT. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> beer and could have been valuable sponsors, man. There's a lot of TRT companies out there now. You think so? Oh, yeah, dude. There's, um, what's the name of that old White Sox player? Uh, the one that used to hit all the home runs. God damn it. Uh, what is it? Uh, name Conseco? No. No, on the White Sox is uh, Big oh. Mike. No. Big Frank. Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. Yeah, he's in all those uh, testosterone commercials now. No way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think Brett Favre is on it too now. Ah, dude. I, I think I could I, be wrong on that. I don't know, man. Don't touch this shit. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. man. I have a like um, somebody I know, and this is, again, hearsay. Somebody that I know, a friend of a friend, uh, knows a, a couple guys that take the stuff on the job, right? You know, mm-hmm. and so like these guys, they're like awake all the time. Oh, and they have to take like, what is it called? They have to take like blood thinners. I think it is because it makes, oh. it makes their fucking blood like molasses or some shit. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking serious? It's like, yeah, dude, they have to fucking, they have to take these blood thinners or otherwise they'll have a heart attack. Dude, that's I'm like, crazy. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. People are taking this shit like that. I was just like, they want to live like this? It's just like, yeah, dude. And and I think they don't sleep. And I'm like, this fucking sounds like hell, man. Like, I already have yeah. a hard time getting sleep. I don't need something keeping me up, you know? Could you imagine? You're you're already scared that you're going to get angrier because you're on the testosterone. And imagine how angry you're going to be if you're not sleeping. You're, you'll become a crazy person if you're not sleeping. <laughs> An angry, crazy person. Yeah, no. Oh my god. No, dude, none of that shit's good. None of that. And I, then you're fucking you're angry person with molasses for blood. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Like that's so weird, man. It's such a weird fucking way to live. Fuck that. Yeah. I don't well, know. You convince me. You convince me. I'm <laughs> not going to I'm not going to start taking testosterone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you need it with a giant fucking beard you got. You probably got pr- plenty of tea. I, I'm I'm fucking got too much of that native blood. That's my excuse. Yeah, that's why I, I got can't... I got like a Spanish looking beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking lucky fucker. You see, this is <laughs> this is the worst part about the way I look and shit. Because I'm going bald, right? Like I'm losing the hair on the top, but I can't grow anything on the face, right? So there's nothing to even out. I'm just gonna look like a giant fucking thumb. <laughs> You know, well, if you start taking the testosterone, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might be able to like grow some beard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get that in a bunch of acne. Yeah, that's a good time. Oh my god, yeah, it'll just launch you into puberty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my balls will finally drop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome it- to the Ultraverse podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Edgar Ultraverse. Yeah, straight up, they'll be like, "Man, I can't stand this guy's voice anymore." After he started <laughs> taking all that TRT, he's like angry, <laughs> yeah. and his voice is so fucking deep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, shit. Oh, man. Anyway, um, so anything else you want to talk about on this card, man? Like, there's some great fights. Um, but, uh, uh, of course, I'm most, I'm most excited about the main card. But you know the guys on the undercard way better than I do. Yeah, I'm looking through my notes to see if there's any fun ones we missed. Uh, I like Andre Fialo versus Jake Matthews, mm. mostly because I'm a fan of Andre Fialo. He's got really, really good striking, really good boxing, to be uh, precise. It could be a fun fight. Uh, Jake Matthews, his nickname is the Celtic Kid. The Celtic Kid. Yeah, the Celtic Kid or the Celtic Kid. I don't know how he pronounces it. But yeah, it should be a good fight. And I think Fialo could pull it out by KO. So I think that should be interesting to watch. Would you, uh, would you put that in the first round, the second round? I don't know. I haven't seen enough Jake Matthews. I've seen, I think, all of Andre Fialo's fights at this point, And I have not seen Jake Matthews fight before. So I it's hard to predict when how long how far that fight will go. I just think Andre Fialo's boxing is good enough. Let me see what did I what do I have down for Matthews? Yeah, I just have that he's a well-rounded fighter, but he has a shaky chin. Ooh. Yeah. So that's why I think that Fialo could win. The odds are not too much different between them. There's a negative well, 135 versus a uh, uh, plus 115 for Matthews. Well, the problem is for Fialo, he's mediocre when it comes to his takedown defense. Hmm. So, and Matthews is pretty well-rounded. Like, I, I wouldn't call him elite on the ground or anything like that. But if he takes down Fialo, he could keep him down. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I looked into this young um, Ho Kong versus Batagaral Dana. Mm-hmm. I looked in this fight simply because the first time I looked at the names, I misread it and thought that guy's name was Batgirl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, man. oh fuck! I Dude, wish you, you... Put that, I wish you didn't put that in my head because now that's yeah. all I see is Batgirl. <laughs> right? You see it? Like if you're just glancing at the card and you're like, Batgirl, Batgirl Dana. Batgirl? Yeah, man. What? <laughs> He's uh, fighting a girl. <laughs> yeah. The other guy, his nickname is Mr. Perfect. So <laughs> you got Batgirl versus Mr. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Now it's going to be hard not to just keep calling him Batgirl. Oh, right, I'm wrong. Right. Yeah, let's roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> Batgirl took this fight on short notice. Trains out of Tiger Muay Thai. So, oh, nice. Yeah, he's, he's an exciting fighter. Um, He's got three highlight knockouts, but he was knocked out back in March. So mm. this is a quick turnaround, especially coming off a knockout. What is that? Yeah, it's like uh, only it's, three months. Yeah to come back after being knocked out Batgirl is like the more explosive talented fighter of the two it's just that is really short notice to take a fight after a knockout so i don't know that could be interesting to watch i, yeah. I haven't even seen what are the odds on that does it say there's no odds on it yet yeah because i think it's that short notice that is fucking nuts um you know like and i've seen this happen like i've been in gyms where guys are like hey you know somebody just called me they, you yeah. know, one in one instance, I remember it was like the UFC and he was like, yeah, some, you know, the UFC called me and asked me if I wanted to take this fight. And I'm like, when's the fight? And it's just like a week from now. And it's just like, are you going to take it? And he's like, no. And I'm like, but dude, <laughs> it's the fucking UFC. And he's like, yeah, yeah, man, but I don't want to fucking lose. On your very first fight. Yeah. That's and how heard, yeah. And so first just, impression. Yeah. And it's just like, you're going to lose. And then they're, they, they may not call you back. Yeah. And I was just like, well, dude, like. Don't go in there and lose, <laughs> you know, like I mean, it's easy for me to say, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know how I didn't think of that. 
Yeah, <laughs> just don't fucking lose. Just go in there yeah. and fucking and and win. Like really fucking balls to the walls, win. But like, there's other things that goes into that. Like it, this is done. Sometimes I wonder if it's done on purpose, and I think it is. But like, you know, there's other things that that go into it. It's just like, okay, well, he has to cut. You know, he's got yeah. a week or whatever. He's still got to cut weight. You know, you still have to get ready. Like even if you're always quote unquote ready. Yeah, not everybody's a fucking Nick Diaz, you know, or Nate Diaz, no. right? Or fucking Cowboy Cerrone, where they fucking yeah. they fight one week and fight again the next week. It's just like it's not everybody's ready like that. And even Cerrone loses when that happens, right? Like, mm-hmm. but you see the thing, the difference between Cerrone and some cat that has hasn't been in the UFC yet is is that Cerrone is you know you know Dana likes Cerrone, you know. And uh, just because you did Dana a solid doesn't mean that he's going to fucking help you out later, right? So I <laughs> yeah. understand I understand the apprehension. And I can't fault anyone for not wanting to take it. But, you know, the people, that just makes the people who take those fights even more special and more daring, I should say. But if they win, fuck yeah, you know? I like me an underdog story. But... um the one that I told you I'd find interesting is Ramona Pascal mm-hmm. only because I saw her do a Ted talk and I started following her after that. And it was like one of those inspirational Ted talks where she was like, Oh, you know, like, you know, I had an office job, you know, and now I'm a fighter because whatever. Right. And you know, it was inspirational and stuff. And I thought, Oh, that's interesting. So like, that's the only thing I know about her. I, I've never really seen her fight. She used to uh, uh, be a rugby rugby player. Oh, really? Yeah. So she's just an all-around tough girl. Yeah. 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 Eh, I'm cheering for her. I don't know anything about her, but I'm cheering for her. She's a plus 145 against uh, Jocelyn Edwards, who's a negative mm-hmm. 165. Edwards trains with Valentina. Oof. Valentina Shevchenko. She yeah. trains with both the sisters. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, so well. I don't know. I don't know if uh, your TED Talk... I don't know how much that's going to help. In this yeah. Fight. She, well, I, I don't think she's allowed to talk. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure she can, <laughs> but I don't know if it's going to help. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no. I think Edwards is coming off a loss, too. So it's not like she's some world beater either. Yeah. But I mean, she, she's working in a good camp, right? And she's got way more experience. Uh, what was her name? Ramona? Ramona Pascal, yeah. Yeah. Pascal, I think she's only, she started fighting, I think, just six years ago. That's interesting. Like, yeah. I don't know if she ever trained before that. No, like she started training six years ago. That's wacky. I mean, fucking in six years, she's in the UFC. That's kind of fucking That's fantastic. You know, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, will she make it to the high levels? I don't know. That's remained to be seen, I guess. But the fact that she's there, that's that's great. And she did it in six years, although she's the first fight in the under undercard. You yeah, know? she's in that uh, that the uh, early prelims. Yeah, and that fight's gonna be like at four in the afternoon, I think. Fucking like four in the morning, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, like fuck, you know, because they they like. Have you ever been to a UFC fight? Yeah, because like when they've had them here in Chicago, they'll start the fights like at one o'clock. Yeah, man. Yeah, fuck, dude, I miss going to a fight, man. Yeah, they were supposed to. I was close to coming back in July, but uh, that card I think is going to be in Texas instead. 
I would like to go to a fucking UFC fight and take the kids. Yeah. yeah, it's a good time. They put on a good show. Yeah. And my kids, I mean, they'll watch some of it, you know? But for example, they're excited about that Wiley versus Joanna uh, Drunjinchek uh, fight. Yeah. Like, they know those two fighters. Like, my little oh, daughter. Like, cool. Yeah, like, my daughter knows who they are, and she likes that fight. And my son, and for different reasons, I'll be honest, for different <laughs> reasons, he'll come to me and be like, can we have a fight night? Wow. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, you what are his, does he just want the snacks? No, he wants all the other kids that show up. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Cause we make it a big deal. We, you know, cause like yeah. we have, you know, we have friends who, who are my age, who are, you know, fighters too, or ex fighters or, you know, practitioners of jujitsu or whatever. So all these guys, they come over, they bring their families and, uh, you know, all the kids go downstairs, make a mess of the basement and sometimes fuck up my mats <laughs> and then uh they they'll watch movies and stuff downstairs and then everybody all the adults are upstairs they go nuts down there nothing's breakable down there uh, that's uh, cool yeah so like there's a projector sometimes they'll fuck with the projector they'll get on the sofa <laughs> and fuck with the projector and i get down there and all the wires and shit are everywhere oh uh, no yeah they're little fucking pirates. but anyway yeah. like yeah but it's like whatever you know like the projector was a hundred bucks like if like if they break it it's not good but it's replaceable you know everything else they can't really fuck with like everything is made of metal or or brick right so there's <laughs> nothing they can really fucking break knock on wood you know? yeah so they go down there they fucking they make a mess and they go wild and all the kids play and shit right so, but like my, my son comes to me, like, I forgot when it was, you know? And he's like, oh, actually, I think it was for the Wiley fight. He goes to me, he goes to me, he's like, can we have a, a fight night? And I'm like, are you serious? You want to have a fight night? He's like, yeah, I want a fight night. Like you, you don't watch the fights, do you? He's like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, the fuck is going on here, right? And so, like, me and my wife sat around and actually thought about, like, why does he want to have a fight night? And it's because we <laughs> figured it out. It was because of all the chaos, all the kids and shit. Yeah. He has fun with all those kids here. It's a good time for everybody. And everybody comes and all the women go crazy and get drunk. All the guys watch the fights and get serious. <laughs> the guys are the quietest at these things, too. Yeah, of course, because you're paying attention. Yeah, we're paying attention. We're watching the fights and we'll have conversations, but we're not. The girls, they're wilding out, man. Yeah. The women are in the in, in the fucking in the dining room or in the kitchen drinking themselves silly. Uh, <laughs> and the guys are over here like <laughs> they have to drive these women home. But um but yeah, like it's a good time and, and the you know, I hope you come man. make sure you come because you'll have a blast. I'll try to. If I don't, it's cuz my dad wants to watch it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's cool too, man. Cuz I mean, I know your old man likes the stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, I wish my old man liked it. He didn't. He never understood it. But I want to have a fight night. And it was for like the Wei Lee fight. And I was like, fuck it. You know, I, I talked to my wife. And I'm like, fuck it. We'll have a fight night. You know, because of my son. You know, not yeah. because we want it. Because because of, of my son. <laughs> yeah, it's all him. It's all him. And so then like it ended up being one of the best fucking fight nights. And it was because my son asked for it. And if it wasn't for my son, wow. we wouldn't have had that little party right yeah. before the pandemic. Right before the pandemic. You know. Wow. And so here we are again. Two years later. Yeah. Well, hopefully it lives up to that first one. I hope so too, man. And hopefully, hopefully. Uh, and your little guy has a great time. 
Oh, he has a great time every fucking time. A little but a little <laughs> a little booger. That'll make him a lifelong fan though. Yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, he doesn't really watch them. Like yeah, he'll watch but he'll still watch the association, you know? Yeah, for and sure. And as his friends get older, they're gonna start watching. Yeah. I mean, he watches one here and there. Like, I'll tell him, hey, you want to watch this one? This one's good, right? And if he sits down and it is good, he'll sit and he'll sit through it and watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the Wei Lee fight, that's one of his favorite fights. But, like, he'll sit through and watch it. Like, but he doesn't do, he doesn't do that with every fight, you know? He's, he's eight, you know? Yeah. So, but, like, uh, even my daughter likes that fight. Yeah. You know? We've watched, in fact, me and my kids have watched that fight, like, three times. It's a good fight, man. It's so good. Fuck, I might watch it after this. <laughs> I'm getting myself excited. Dude, it's a hell of a fight. It's an all-timer fight. I mean, it's in the Hall of Fame, I think, right? It's a Hall of Fame, yeah. It's a Hall of Fame fight. Yeah. It's just a great fucking fight. <sighs> Across all sports, like in all martial arts, you know, it's it's a great fight. It's a, Yeah, it is a fucking great fight. Man, dude, I hope they deliver, man. I hope so, too. Yeah, all the other fights on the car can suck. I don't care. That fight's got to be good. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I think it'll, I, I think it'll be a good card. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what it looks like. That, I think the whole thing is going to be good. Even the Ramona Pascal, all the way from the bottom to the top. Another bottom fight that might be good is uh, Hayasir Mahashate versus Steve the Mean Machine Garcia. Both of those guys are not really well known, but they're both aggressive and they both have really bad chins. So, <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> it's not going to be like an amazing fight skill wise, but it should be fun. And I'm willing to bet it'll end in a knockout. Oh, dude, that's horrible. Yeah, we got yeah. these two guys, they'll fucking stand and bang, but they got glass chins. So, toss uh, <laughs> so up who will win, but you're going to get entertained. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be shocked if it goes more than one round. What's the name of that guy? The first one, that's Steve uh, Garcia, but the other one? Hayaser Mahashate. Mahashate? It's his UFC debut. Okay. So he's going to want to go in there and make a name for himself. And uh, Steve, Mean Machine Garcia will definitely help him. They're <laughs> <laughs> going to help Dude. each other in this event. Yeah, they'll help uh, people remember one of them at least. Yeah, for sure, right? Oh, dude. All right, man. Well, I think I think we uh, we hit all the notes on this one. Yeah. Cool, man. So uh, let's uh, let's call it quits for tonight. Yeah. Can't wait to hear the results of your parlay. Yeah, yeah, dude. I should put that money in right now. Yeah. All right, man. So uh, thanks so much for coming on, bro, and uh, talking uh, UFC two seventy five. Do you want to do the post uh, next week? Yeah, let's shoot for that. Okay, we'll shoot for if the If it's post. good. If it turned yeah. out it was just a really shitty card, then probably not. <laughs> probably, yeah. We, we can we can just append it to another podcast. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, uh, well, thanks so much, Lechuga, for coming on. This is Edgar Traves. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Peace. The music you're listening to is titled Shop by Zorro. And you can find that over at Epidemic Sound. Should you go over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description so that they know that I sent you. I am so excited about this fight, man. I can't wait for it to happen. I think the Wei Li Yoana fight is going to be awesome. I think it's going to it's going to be another showstopper, but uh, that's what I hope. And if my parlay works out like I think it is, ooh, we're going to have a little cash afterwards. 
Now, if you like this episode and you want to hear more, make sure you head on over to our website, theflowworldpodcast.com. There, you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes, but also I have one category just for jujitsu on the main page that you can click on. It'll take you to a page with all the jujitsu episodes, or you could also navigate the site and find combat-centric episodes along with movie episodes, etc. Make sure you head on over there and check out more of our episodes. Also, on the website, we have a store where you can purchase some merchandise and support the podcast. Now, don't forget to follow me, Edgar Otraves, on Instagram under the name Edgar Otraves, or you can follow the show on Instagram under the name The Floral. And don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcasts at, and press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy. Thank you so much for listening. This is Edgar Otraves. We'll catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters.